Hello, welcome back to the Binger Puss Podcast. It's me, Xavier, and my fabulous co-host, Carly. And every week, we review the pilot episode of a show we've never seen before. And we decide, based purely on that, whether it's a binge or a bust. You can find us on any of your streaming services. Please tell your friends. Come find us on Instagram at BingerBusPod or Twitter, the exact same handle. This week, we're hitting up the brand new Zeitgeist Show of the Week. It's Euphoria. Let's go down the rabbit hole. I could be a different person. I would. Baby, just take your time. You're delicate. It's everyone I love to at least try and change. Yes, Carly. I think I will go for a run after having my vodka grape (laughs) juice. Soda. The classic for recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I will definitely not be going for a run. I will be going straight to bed. I, so That's probably the wise choice, but... I don't know. I feel like exercise I can't really look down on as a foolish choice, so you're doing great. Well, to each their own, you yeah. know? <laughs> different strokes for different folks. So, <laughs> I'm very excited to dive into Euphoria. I have been waiting for this one. But before that, have you been watching anything? Have you seen any kidding? Nope. <laughs> no, nope. no, nope. none at all. No, I, I, it fell by the wayside this week. Um, but I do intend on getting into it. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, long-time listeners of the pod. Uh, I know this doesn't happen a lot, but I haven't kept up on my binging. Oh my goodness! Yeah, shocker! I know. Cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Canceled. Well, I still haven't watched any Warrior either. But related to kidding, I was very excited to find out that. Mr. Rogers, who the show is inspired by, does have the same sun and moon sign as me. So I am basically Mr. Rogers. I know my calming presence and amazing friendliness is exactly why everybody's listening. So you're yeah. welcome. That's No, that's totally fair. Um, what is my moon sign? Your moon sign? Uh, cancer. Right. Which is why I like you so much. Oh, is that, is that, is that <laughs> how it works? That's the only reason. No, oh, no, okay. wait. That's your... Yeah, your... No, you're a Cancer with a Leo moon. I had it backwards. Sure. Yeah. Either way, one of them gives you your amazing showmanship, and the other one keeps you grounded in the emotions that I that I love as a fellow water sign. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I've got it saved in my phone, so we can do like a full dive through it. Uh, nice. After maybe yeah. we should post our charts or something like that. Obviously, yeah. I'm thinking maybe like a whole zodiac episode. I'm going to start looking up the signs of all the main characters of the show. I feel like that is a crucial part of the analysis we've been missing. So, what if you don't know their birthdays, then you're just going to assign them one? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to make a guess, and then later, while I'm binging, it'll come out, and I'll get right down to it. Good. Yeah. Great. My ID and skills have gotten a lot better, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, I had a conversation at work with someone who, I guess, what they wanted to drink... And they were like, oh, wow, like, you must be a psychic. You should start your YouTube channel, you know. uh, I mean, you're not an actual psychic. And I stopped them and I went, stop, stop, stop right there. Mm -hmm. There are no actual psychics, so I'll fit in (laughs) just fine. You'll do great. (laughs) Um, The Venn diagram of those two points is uh, an Instagram account I liked posted the signs as drinks this week. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am a Cosmo. As a Pisces. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, you are a Mai Tai. 
so close. That's so close to my favorite cocktail. Really? Yeah. Well, my favorite's a margarita. Mm. So they they share a couple of ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, um, so I have a love-hate relationship with Geminis where I find them irresistible, but they fuck me up. Okay. And they are my favorite drink, a French 75. And when you've seen me on those, you know... They go down too easy and uh, leave me in a sorry state, so that's well, Gemini's. Yeah. Does everyone love Gemini's? Because I feel like everybody loves French 75s. No. Uh, Gemini? Gem, Gemini? Gemini? <laughs> is uh, one of the, like, when people talk about signs they hate, like, Gemini's are up there. Yeah. They're the twins, right? They're they're known as being two-faced, little mercurial. Right. Yeah. I had this conversation with a coworker as well, and then I made fun of them. <laughs> So she was like, I'm a Gemini. And I said to her, you're of like, course. <laughs> no, I said, of course you're a Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been watching anything else? I don't think I've watched anything since we last recorded. Again, busy being a nerd. I've read two books since then. So good for me. But yeah. that's it. You're watching the books of the 1800s. Yeah. What? I'm watching oh, wait, the, the TV, TV shows? of the 1800s. Yeah. And I'm binging them. Binging them all. Oh my God. Yeah. You're going to read all the books. I got that Vancouver Public Library uh, subscription service. I'm BPL's doing great. great. Yeah. Do you still have to go there to, to load things onto your phone if you want to do that? What? Yeah, you can... I, like I remember, e-books? Yeah, I remember you used to be able to sideload e-books from the library, but I wonder if you can just do it through their website I now. think you can, yeah. But they only get so many licenses, so if it's a popular book, you have to like wait for a hold to come up, even right. though it's an e-book, which doesn't really make sense. Well, I won't be, you know, borrowing the secret anytime soon, so I think I think I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, uh, a friend of mine, uh, who you met at my birthday, Mike, mm-hmm. he texted me today, speaking of books, saying he was listening to last week's episode, mm. and he was saying, uh, oh man, Carly's favorite book is Oryx and Crake. Mine too. No! Lol. And then I said... Uh, how are you liking the episodes? And he says, oh, I like it. You guys are the Mike Stolklaza, I don't know who that is, of mm. incorporating Star Trek into the pod. Nice. And I said, is that too much? And he said, no. So I feel like we're on the right track. Here. Perfect. And yeah. I'm happy to talk about Margaret Atwood more, the author of Oryx and Crake. Um, I'm actually reading a book by her right now. Um, and it was really exciting because she's my fave, so I thought I'd read all of her good dystopias. But there's a new one from a couple years ago that I hadn't read. So life is good. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you... Uh, mm, mm. Mm. So you finished Dune Messiah. You were telling me that earlier. I did. And does it make yeah. you more or less excited for the idea of Dune becoming a series of movies? Oh, even more so. Um, particularly because I'm really excited to see Jason Momoa in the new Dune movie. Yes. His character won't be in the whole movie, but he may be in a sequel. Who knows? If they keep it going. So I was like, yes, Jason! Yeah, everybody loves Jason Momoa these days. Also, Aquaman is on Crave now, so Mm. I might have to actually watch it, because I hear it's a stupid movie, but that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, I got sucked into one of those listicles about, like, ten things you never knew about Jason Momoa. Um, so apparently his, he has that scar on his face, right? Yeah. Um, he, like, got into a bar fight and got bottled in the face. And it was, like, 28 stitches or something, like, some crazy number. But he was actually stoked because... Life was really hard for him being so pretty before that. And then he was really happy to like look a bit tougher. And apparently it helped his career instead of hindering. So, Are you fucking kidding me? 
Did he actually say that life was hard being pretty? Well, I mean, not like that, but he did find his looks were like a barrier. Like he was getting typecast too much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair. I Unfortunately, when I fell into a door, my scar is in my hairline. So I, I, won't, I won't have a dope scar until I, you know, shave my head off. Yeah. Which me and my agent decided... Not happening anytime soon. Oh, We're keeping the hair. That makes me happy to hear. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping you would keep it. I, I I do like it. So it didn't help your career to fall into that door. <laughs> Even though you were you fell into the door for career related purposes, right? You were heading out of an audition. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not even a pity casting. No. <laughs> Not even a oh my god, this guy might sue us casting. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Aw. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the, that's uh, that's about it. I haven't been watching a lot of TV either. It's mm-hmm. it's just been a little bit of Star Trek here and there while I'm on melatonin falling asleep. Nice. And, um, yeah. I, I Oh, I've been re-watching The West Wing still, which oh, is so cool. good. Um, so, so good. And aside from that, yeah, I don't really have anything. Mm. anything. Any books? <laughs> no. Mm. Well, period. Yeah. Um, all right, then we'll just move on. I suppose. Yeah. No, we. That'll be a lot of dead air if I talk about all the books I've read this week. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I did start reading the one you gave me, and it mm. is very funny and very good. Awesome. But I also just, I don't know. It sucks because I feel like the best time to read a book is on a commute, and I just don't have a long commute mm. to get to work. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I have to be one of those people who starts doing audiobooks. Mm. I don't know. Like, at the gym. Yeah. But I also listen to a lot of podcasts at the gym, so... Yeah. It's hard. As a podcast maker, I would say stick with the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. The authors have the written word covered. They don't need to take up our real estate. I'll write an audiobook. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'll just say things into an audio Just say an audiobook. Yeah, Yeah, don't even write it. Off the top of my head. Yeah. (laughs) It'll just turn me... It'll just turn into me being a huge nerd about whatever I decide to talk about. I'll just be like... Nice. And then, the big planet gun, it fires into the sun. And then... And it'll just be that over... So it's nonfiction. <laughs> yeah. 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 The history of the Roman Empire is basically yeah. what I'm going for here. Perfect. Um, and, well, since that just about runs out of the clock of, uh, of things from our consumption this week to talk about, mm-hmm. let's get into this, like, super meaty, interesting... Euphoria! I love that you know that song. Yeah, that was the first Eurovision I ever watched. I love that. I saw Jujube do that live no! at, a, at a drag uh, show at the Commodore here in Vancouver. Oh, so and good. And it was fine. Oh, <laughs> no. It's not a great lip sync song. It's kind of, I don't Fair. know, it's more of an impressive sing and dance yeah. than it is a lip sync. But, I mean, it was Jujube, so she was dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking this week about Euphoria. Euphoria is an American teen drama series created by Sam Levinson and based on an Israeli series of the same name, um, originally created by Ron Leshem, uh, Daphna Levin, and Tamira Yardeni. The series stars Zendaya and premiered on HBO June 16th, 2019. <laughs> Uh, and a month later, it was renewed for a second season. So yeah. they are full steam ahead on Euphoria. It also stars Mode Apatow. Oh, cool. Angus Cloud, Eric Dane, Alexa Demi, Jacob Alordi, Barbara Ferrer, Barbie Ferreira, pardon me, 
Nika King, Storm Reed, Hunter Schaefer, Algie Smith, and Sydney Sweeney. Mm. Now, I do not believe that I know anyone in uh, this cast aside from Zendaya. How about you? Mm, yeah, so I did know a couple. Uh, Hunter Schaefer, who plays Jules, mm-hmm. um, has had a pretty good modeling career before um, the before the show. This is her like big breakout role. Um, and she's been profiled by, like, Teen Vogue and that kind of thing. Okay. It's, like, the top 21 under 21. And because of that, she interviewed Hillary Clinton, um, for one of their issues. Um, so I read that. I'm guessing it was when she was running. Um, and then Barbie Ferreira, I know only, like, her social media presence, basically. Um, like, her Instagram is pretty popular, but I never knew like what she did but um people were excited when she got cast of course Um, yeah she does a lot of like body positivity kind of stuff so she showed up a lot for that is she Um, the the one with the glasses on the show okay sweet yeah you can guess who (laughs) well based on the body positivity thing yeah it's usually yeah exactly um yeah, so a whole a whole lot of youngins. And Mode Apatow is uh, Judd Apatow's daughter mm. of uh, 40-year-old virgin and yeah. all those things. Yeah. Um so yeah, and she's the she's the good girl in on the show who did the urine test for Rue. Aw. Um and Zendaya, we're really excited. Gotta wrap it back into Dune. She'll be playing Chani, yep. so that's gonna be fucking cool. And she's fantastic as Mary Jane in the last two Spider Man movies. Nice. The the new ones. So if you like Zendaya, maybe that is your entry point into watching some yeah. uh, more Marvel with me. Yeah. Huh? Perhaps. Yeah, don't don't Perhaps. don't air it. <laughs> yeah, it. It's 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 a make it a better sound. So like with the podcast, we need to tie everything back to sci-fi. I don't think we need to tie everything back to superhero movies, but you know, whatever. I like my superhero movies. Yeah. They're fun and they make my inner child go <laughs> when I watch them. Um So there. So speaking of children, it's kind of weird. So this is about the Gen X, right? So below us we're gen x or no gen x was above us we're okay so because we're the millennials then they're gen z pardon me or yeah like yeah i think that's what it is yeah um mid 90s early 2000s um so yeah pardon me um it was really (laughs) weird she was born she said three days before 9 11 um yeah and it's just so funny whenever i hear people born in the 2000s that are like adults now and they're like it's just they really didn't weird. experience it well it not even about 9-11 at all oh, it's just okay. weird that their birthdays after the millennium like and yeah. even though i was only born in 93 it feels like ages away from you know it's just yeah. hard to believe that they're like 19 now if you were born in 2000 you know yeah we getting old. We're getting old. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of reminders of that in this show, because um, <laughs> it's been lauded a lot for how well it's portraying this generation. Yeah. Um, there's already, like, some small differences, um, and well, it's... Well, I mean, the first thing that struck me is, like, from the very beginning, I was like, man, I... Like, we and we sort of talked about this before when we were talking about sex ed, but we mm-hmm. didn't grow up in a school with smartphones. I was thinking and that too. And it's the biggest. Yeah. It's uh, it seems like such a huge difference maker. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that now. Yeah, and like how so there's like the non-consensual sharing of nudes and videos yeah. and 
even like they had they're like oh have you seen her slut page like which I guess was a site um which they actually did have when I was in high school there was something called the nasty where you could just post it wasn't really images though because that wasn't as it was just stories it was yeah like this person's a slut um but yeah I imagine it's way worse and like when she has a panic attack in school when she's quite young and like wakes up and everyone's crowded around her with their phones yeah. out. Like, oh man, it fucking suck. Uh, yeah, it, I, 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 like all the pressures that she expresses being under. And like mm-hmm. this whole intro sequence is so interesting because it's like these little snapshots of her life and what, mm-hmm. you know, what led her to where she is now, like coming out of rehab. Yeah. And you know, you see this like this remembered fetal nostalgia, which. Was, was like so, cool. so impressive. Yeah. Uh, just to see from a special effects point of view. Yeah. Um, and, and sorry. You don't know. Go I want to talk about the birth scene because um, it's so cool. Like they show her traveling through, and it was a really real birth scene in terms of like the baby wasn't all clean when it no, came out it and was that like kind of stuff. Of shit and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then also, I think it's so neat. Like thinking of how intense it is for a baby to be born like she describes just getting beat up by her mom's cervix contract cervix contracting yeah. which is true um and uh like from my work as a doula i've heard about like apparently if you ask kids when they're really young enough like just learning to talk if they remember being born some of them do and can tell stories like um they'll remember they're like oh yeah like um like, if you ask your kid, like, oh, do you remember being in mom's tummy? Like, what did that feel like? And they're like, it's like a hug. And then some kids remember the position. It's like, do you remember, like, coming out of mom's tummy? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I was, like, supermaning. And that's how the kid was born. And then um, I've heard one story about someone asking that. And then it was like, okay, you were in mom's tummy. Like, then what happened? And he started, like, pounding on her stomach really hard. And what happened was when you induce contractions in someone, um, they, right, like if a birth needs to be induced, um, they're so, so, so much stronger than normal ones, um, you know, because they're chemically made. So they actually are like that much more traumatic for a kid. And this kid remembered like how it felt when all of a sudden he was like getting beat up, you know, in utero. Oh my God. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, That's... I mean, you got to be like a hippie enough to be like asking your kid if they remember being born. So. Oh, next time I yeah. see a see a kid that age, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, do you remember being born? What was it like?" <laughs> yeah. Next time you're at the supermarket. Yeah. Or you're like sitting next to a kid on the bus. Just you're like, like "Hey, one... tell me your birth story." You see one across the street. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, he looks he looks young enough." <laughs> Run across the street. Yeah. Do you remember being born? <laughs> yeah. Mom, who is this crazy man? Yeah. I don't know, son. Just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So I thought that was really cool because they accurately represented a birth scene, which rarely happens. Yeah. Um, so cool way to start. And we started with a voiceover with a, and, well, and with it, a narrative. There's full on narration throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, which I can't remember if we've actually had that on a pilot that we've seen before. I couldn't think of any. No. And it wasn't cheesy. It no. worked. And it... And I mean, I think it's a credit to Zendaya's abilities mm-hmm. and just how magnetic she is as a performer. Yeah. Like, um, I, I mean, I was kind of, it's interesting, obviously a comedy, but I was kind of getting like Daria vibes almost mm. from the way that her humor is yeah. and the way that she speaks on the show. Obviously, she's in a much greater level of 
existential pain, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and you learn a lot about more about that as the show goes on. By the uh, way, have you seen the trailer for the new Daria? No. Yeah, so they're doing a live action Daria. Right. And um, Audrey Plaza. Audrey Plaza? Oh, yes, I did see the, the yeah. trailer for it. It doesn't look good. It doesn't. No. no. They tried to keep the like deadpan thing going, but it's way too overdone. And she could have just like acted normally, I think, and it would have yeah. come off as Daria. Yeah. If you want to see Daria live action show, just watch Parks and Rec yeah, and watch exactly. Aubrey Plaza on it, because that's yeah. how Daria would have ended up. Oh, so yeah, they just like ruined. I and I mean, like it was a cartoon, like it was pretty cheesy, yeah. but like it's not anymore. So I don't feel like you can go for the same kind of thing. And then yeah, Daria also had such a specific art style that I think it's yeah. it would be really hard to replicate that as a live action TV show. Yeah, and there's not a lot of cartoons that I would like to see as a live action thing mm. because there's yeah there's that certain invulnerability to the characters that mm-hmm. you really enjoy and the fantasy. Um, yeah. But the the narration led us to basically her her drug trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like, it's really the first time it struck me how amazing the lighting and the camera work right? on this show is. There's that one really long shot of her, um, like, right after she gets high. And it's just a super long shot of her face with two alternating flashing lights. Yeah. And it was um, a really cool shot. Obviously, her acting is amazing. But I was also, like... Wow, the lighting at their high school parties was so much better than any yeah. house parties I went to. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're professionally lit or something yeah. like that. It's weird. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, there's a fantasy aspect to it. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's how she's experiencing mm-hmm. her senses. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, this this is a show full of just close-ups on Zendaya's face. Mm-hmm. With and a lot she... of face glitter on it. So, yeah. that's what I'll take from Gen Z. I don't only need to wear face glitter at Coachella and Pride. I can wear it to any old party. Oh, just work. <laughs> yeah. Just wear it to work. <laughs> yeah. Doing glitter teardrops. <laughs> um, but I yeah. I feel like it fits. I thought uh, I needed to look this up. I want to look this up because I felt uh, the next thing we see is the football guys driving home from picking up a kegger. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the football jock was old. Oh, really? I thought he looked really old compared to everyone else Well, he's huge. In high school. Also, he drives a Dodge Ram, which is what my high school boyfriend drove. Um, so, but it was because uh, we were in the country, not because he played football. So, you know, it was totally different. He's Nate, right? Yeah. Okay, so he is 22. Okay. He does not look like a teenager, though. You yeah. know, there's some 22-year-old-looking teenagers. Yeah. Nate, I think Barbie Ferreira is 23. Yeah, and I think most of the cast is in their early 20s. Like, Zendaya is. Um, but there's, you know, it just happens that way. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. people are better at looking like they're in high school. Tom Holland is another great example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are better mm-hmm. at looking like they're in high school. I just, like, I get it. He plays football and he's a big dude. Yeah. But he still looks like he's in his 20s and he's not. And also, lol, all of the dudes, I'm guessing the football team, they're, like, pre-partying just all with their shirts off. And then they just keep them off for the party. Yeah. Like, I didn't know a lot of guys with that much self-confidence in my high school. But, no. you know, we didn't have a football team, so... Well, and it actually spoke volumes about the scene that uh, the other... The, the guy in the 
the other guy, the guy who's in love with McKay. McKay. Yeah. That McKay wasn't wearing any or wasn't taking his shirt yeah. off. He was just chilling there. He's obviously the nice boy. Yeah. So he cares about his mom being mad about the party. He defends the girl that he's into when they're trying to show her nudes. He's like, you know what? Like, I don't care what she's done. She seems really cool. Like, yeah. She likes cars, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's smart. She's funny. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so this kind of reminded me, I feel like this show was sex education if it was the popular kids. Well, it's very American, um, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Not as much prudishness. No. Um, but, like, they're, they really get into how... Um, so another difference from our generation is just, like, porn has just kept getting easier to access, right? And yeah. people are being raised on that as their main form of sex ed. So they really get into how this nice boy, McKay, like doesn't really know what to do when he's with a woman who's obviously had sex before because he, like, only knows how to take moves from Pornhub. Exactly. And then she's like, dude, you can't just start choking me out and of nowhere. Like, like, the best example of, like, a consent conversation mm-hmm. I think I've ever seen in a show is, like, yeah. don't do that unless you ask. Yeah. Or I ask. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And that's... then he gets this, like, smile, little smile. He's, he's like, like, oh, we can have fun. Yeah. But when we agree to. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Okay, perfect. Like this, that's that's how the world should be. And yeah, I mean, they, they sort of touch on the same thing in sex ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show, I think, just has a wider net, but I do think that mm-hmm. there are a lot of similar themes between the two. Sex ed, obviously, way funnier. Yeah, and I think that it hits the heartstrings a little bit more. Yeah. There's a little more, uh, you know, like warm and fuzzies in sex ed. Yeah, whereas this one's gonna be a downer. Yeah, it's going it's going For pretty sure. fast down the rabbit hole. Um, I love how much time was spent focusing on Jules as well, though. Yeah. And in all that focus, they actually never talk about Jules being trans. Totally. Yeah. They, it's just, it's just there. Yeah. Right? And it's pretty cool, um, how much she owns it. Like, great relationship with her dad, but also, like, she's hanging out in her underwear, we see, and then immediately when she meets her new friend and they're hanging out at home, she just strips down. Yeah. And she's just, like... Yeah, not at all. Um, not so shy about it. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Also, like the accessories that she had, like more so than the other characters, I was like, fuck, I need, like, I'm taking style tips from this show. That, like, this is how I'm going to stay cool and relevant. That sort of weeboo, like, mm-hmm. schoolgirl yeah. thing. <laughs> the drug dealer's like, yeah, this girl showed up looking all Sailor Moon. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, please say that about me. Um, it was about this time that I, because this is, a, I guess this gets to be about, um, we get uh, this flashback of um, of seeing Jewel, or seeing uh, Zendaya's overdose, mm-hmm. um, and also a little more exposition on her being raised, and, mm-hmm. you know, and how she, how she dealt with uh, her rehab sessions and all mm-hmm. this stuff. But I, I just wrote down wild pace. Mm, like, this show mm-hmm. fucking flew. It yeah. was so engaging from top to bottom. There, were, I never felt like there was a dull moment mm-hmm. or that anything was extra or tacked on. Like, it was just solid writing the whole way through. Yeah. It, it really was going a mile a minute. And mm-hmm. it was great a mile a minute. Yeah. Yeah, and it took some... Um, things for granted like you knew at the beginning that Rue and Jules were going to be friends because she's like oh yeah like she told me about this night later and that kind of thing um which was neat it didn't give too much away though you know because there was still the like how do you get to be friends um 
Yeah, it was cool. Um, the- also, the music really helped with that, I think. There were some awesome mixes, um, and it was used really strategically to, like, build energy when she got high. Um, yeah. And, and that kind of thing. And building suspense when uh, Jules mm-hmm. went to go meet her trick. Oh, that was scary. It was super scary. And yeah. the lighting, it was like something out of a horror movie. Like, yeah. everything... It's just such a fantastic show and it's such an achievement from a cinematic uh, camera work and lighting point of view. Mm-hmm. And, and the score, too. Like, there's a billion great technical aspects mm-hmm. going into this show. Um and uh, but the thing about the flashback and seeing the sister's reaction to her mm-hmm. to Zendaya overdosing, and then when Zendaya is coming out of rehab all those months later, yeah, and there's just this self loathing about her mm. and guilt and shame, mm. which are all just that that just feed back into the cycle of addiction. Mm. You know, shame doesn't help anyone to uh, change their behavior. Yeah. And you just, you see a lot of that um, in in her. And it's just, it was really powerful and really, really sad. Yeah. And it's, it changed the narrative from being about like, I'm doing this because I'm rebelling against my parents to like, I'm doing this because of issues I have with myself. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's all the more sad because of her recognition. Like, mm-hmm. she's fully cognizant of the harm she's doing to herself, but she also feels that there's no other escapes for her. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, is pretty pretty sobering. Pretty uh, mm-hmm. pretty wild to as a thing to confront in well, your and, humanity. And at, like, 16 or 17, right? To have, have that self-awareness. It's kind of wild. Yeah, I certainly, uh, I'm very lucky I didn't have to handle anything like that when I was, yeah. you know, when I was that age. Um, and they really posited in, like, what it's like to be a kid today. Like, she talks about how um, with her various mental illnesses, like, having drugs at an early age and how that fed into wanting to alter her consciousness, but also... Um, like, she's thinking about it while at a lockdown at school. Yeah. And then she's like, dude, like, the world's about to end. And I haven't even graduated high school. Like, obviously, I don't care about staying clean after rehab, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, the lockdown thing, it was like, yep, that's the point that they're at in the States now. Mm-hmm. Is that it's, like, part of a show about high school. Mm-hmm. It's not a rare thing. We practiced anymore. lockdowns when I was in school. We never practiced. What? Really? No, absolutely not. We had a... We had a gun threat once. Okay. Uh, or, yeah, I think there was a call in about a gun. Mm-hmm. And we just, like, we all left the school. Wow. Um, we had them like we had fire drills. Really? Yeah, we practiced different, yeah, different codes. Um, which, it didn't really feel real at the time. Like, I feel like it would for kids now, right? But, yeah. yeah. That's, I, I, that's insanity that it, like, that would happen... In like Gimli, like yeah, in Manitoba, tiny but, ass high school, but not in BC. Like I guess it was mm-hmm. definitely a provincially mandated thing because mm-hmm. all the education systems are provincial, yeah, uh, uh, whatever's. Anyway, but yeah, um, I did love the "Don't drink and take your bike." I love like, that too. That was hilarious. They had built up so much heavy stuff leading yeah. to that, and it was like, oh yeah, like it's also really funny sometimes. Yeah, like, she is really funny. Yeah, she's like. 
And then I was walking to the party because I've made it a rule not to drink and bike. And, and then, then they just, just show like, her like smash cuts. Hard. Of, yeah. yeah. And like one of her, them isn't even her riding a bike. It's just her walking and yeah. falling into a bush. <laughs> so good. Which like that we did definitely have in my country uh, high school parties, right? Because it's like, it's hard to get around places, hard to get DDs. I have seen people fall so hard on like gravel roads yeah. on the way back from a party. <laughs> oh, beer uh, rolling down the highway. Like <laughs> I once drunkenly rode my bike up Maine after a party oh at Bryce's old place on Prior Street. Oh. I made it, but that was a, it was a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I, was fe- I was feeling real fit that night. <laughs> um, a uh, great mirror shot of the party where Zendaya goes into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they show her high and she's walking on the walls. Oh. Like, that was a cool break from reality. And they've used, there's a couple of movies, but I don't think I've ever seen it on a TV show where they do a rotating hallway like that. Mm. Um, it's been used in Inception, was yeah, really famous for using it. Um, and they, they use it in a couple of other things too, but yeah, certainly Inception is the most famous thing. And just how that. you think of how you feel when you're fucked up and you're like, am I going the right way here? Or yeah. am I upside down? You know? Well, that you're trying so hard to be sober. Yeah. Um, um, something that I really liked, um, was the parents in the show. Yeah. I thought they were all really good. Like her mom, your empathy is obviously going out for, cause like, she lost her husband. One of her daughters her daughter saw daughter the now. other yeah. overdose. Yeah. But then, um, like the, um, Jules's dad, clearly very caring. And like, you know, she's heading to a hookup and he's like, okay, be safe. Well, like Newtown. She, he, he doesn't know that she's heading to a hookup. I think he does. She's like, I'm going no. to a party or something. And he's like, or something. Okay. Cool dad. Yeah. That's a win. And yeah. then we got the wine mom. So like okay. the... <laughs> wine mom. <laughs> the, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Amy Poehler in Mean Girls. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, how's rehab? Yeah. You meet any cute boys? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. This one had a boy over this week. Mom, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Like, and like, but again, like, how normalized some kinds of addiction and dependencies mm-hmm. are compared to others. Like, of course, Zendaya sees... I, I keep calling her Zendaya, but I know she's yeah. a character name. But you, I keep, you, she keeps seeing all these other people, you know, drinking, enjoying themselves. Yeah. She knows that she's in a different place with it, but she's still like, well, fuck, if they, if they can have their escape, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was interesting then the sisters, like, so her best friend is from a kid who she has nothing in common with anymore. You think that's going to be, like, the buttoned up, like, good family on the block. Then the mom's drunk and the sister is the one that, like, all the nudes are circulating of. So. Right. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines was, bitch, this isn't the 80s. You got to get some dick. Yeah. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try to work that into my everyday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really liked, um, well, when they're making fun of the nice guy, they're like, damn, like McKay's about to start a Pinterest over here. Right. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, and also, uh, Barbie Ferreira's character is like, I don't even need like 50,000 to give it away. Like I just need four Corona lights and some non-rapey affection. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I hear you girl. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, 
And what does the other one say? Like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You're a virgin. You yeah. don't know. Like- <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of, um, so yeah, Barbie is like really desperate to lose her virginity and willing. I found, I really liked her acting when like, so she really wants to lose it. Um, there's a guy who's given her some attention and then like the two little brothers at the party, the twins, like egging yeah. her on. Um, and she's like had this really well acted mix of like the swagger of being like, yeah, I'm a slut. I got this. But then the insecurity. So yeah. she takes her shirt off and she's like, yeah, what? But then kind of moves to like slowly cover herself up trying to play it cool. Well, the kids are like, ha ha, fat girls give the best head. Ugh. And it just like, um, yeah, it seemed really real to me of like that struggle of wanting to like be a sexual being, but then needing like, it's hard to pull that off when yeah. you're like a teenager. And yeah. Do you, did you feel like there was more permissiveness portrayed in this show of women being like sexual beings? Interesting. You know, compared to what we experienced in high school? I, I'm not I mean, sure about that. Like, I, and I'm yeah. not sure either because, yeah. like, yes, there's, like, the slut page yeah. and, they, you know, they are talking down because, but there are characters who are, like, you know, like, sex is good and, yeah. like, good, you know, like, even though it's not, like, fat girls giving great head is a shitty thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But they're all sitting there, like, having a pretty frank conversation about sex. Yeah. Well, except for her. She's lying. Yeah. I mean, they're probably lying, too. But, um, you know, the, but they're having a pretty, like, open discussion and, like, sort of daring each other. And mm-hmm. at not one point is any of them, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. And they, they call her a slut, but it seems like there's, like, a positive connotation to it. But that might be only because... They want it from yeah. her, so it's it's I I don't I don't land anywhere on this. I'm just I think like when the women are talking to each other, there's more openness now. Like in a way that I've only found as an adult talking to my friends, and after another ten years of like sex positivity positivity really permeating our culture, um, that I thought was cool. But then I, it was definitely a thing even when we were younger. The like it's such a big deal who's a slut and who's a prude. And they really had that binary thinking. And it's like, you're not cool if you're a prude, but then you like be a slut to be cool. And there are consequences, like how you hear people talking about it. Yeah. Um, But it seemed there was, I didn't really see any slut shaming among the women. Right. It was all, I think like the football team being dicks. Um, So I think maybe they're going to show it as like, it's not all culture is slut shaming. It's like these shitty guys are doing it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and the uh, the other thing that I really loved was was the moment where she comes out of the room and she's like, "I just lost my virginity to yeah. her friend." And her friend just like gives her a big hug she's and like, is yes, like, "I'm so proud slut. of you." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is and nice. It's really it's and, and again like there goes that thing. It's like you know maybe I don't know maybe like s- slut is kind of like I don't know. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like, you know, gay people using the F word with each other, mm-hmm. right? It's like yeah, this, like, this, so. this, this ownership of, of something that was meant to be demeaning and, mm-hmm. and, uh, making people feel less than. Yeah. And it kind of brushed, like it touched on, but didn't focus as much as sex education did on the like, and it's okay not to be a slut too, you yeah. know, like that that's getting to be so ex- 
accepted that now people it's important to be like you know what i don't have to be super sexual right now and like i'm okay with that yeah that's certainly the next step and i think that that is probably a big thing that's coming up soon culturally too Mm -hmm. is a bigger exploration of because there are people in our society who are actually asexual Mm -hmm. and like uh so what whatever fragment that is and i don't know where that sizes up compared to Mm -hmm. trans people or you know, or homosexual people or bisexual mm-hmm. people or, you know, other people in the uh, non-cis, non-hetero mm-hmm. rainbow that exists in our society and in the world and in nature. But I think that that's certainly something that will be coming up soon mm-hmm. uh, culturally mm-hmm. and on a show like this will be, yeah. okay, well, how does an asexual person navigate through a hypersexualized high school experience? Totally. Or how does an asexual person you know, navigate through the workplace or anything mm. like that. You know, it, that's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just no, a that thing. makes sense. Yeah. And then they get into as well because Jules, her hookup is with, um, like, one of her classmates' dads. Yeah. Um, and he's like, uh, yeah, um, you're so lucky. Like, your generation doesn't care about the rules. And, like, you don't want to take this path and end up like me where... Um, You're just stuck in this town. Yeah, like only living my real life in motels kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, that was interesting too, which, I mean, um, obviously there are still people who are closeted who are our age and stuff. Yeah. Um, But it was, yeah, they kind of show you right from the beginning, like, things are different now. Yeah. And, like, it... What did you make of of that, of the scene in in the motel room? So I was um, relieved that it wasn't um, worse. Like I thought there was going to be a lot of violence or I thought something like not saying that it wasn't like a bad experience, but I thought it was going to be gruesome, you know? Yes. Um, It ends up being like a, you know, like bad kind of violent first time maybe is how I read it. Yeah. Like... (sighs) very aggressive mm-hmm. and obviously that's it is that this guy who's like name on the grinder is like dominant daddy mm-hmm. this person obviously had no care for the other person's yeah. experience um and i like do i think it was consensual mm-hmm. yes i think based on what's presented but yeah but it's hard when you don't really have enough experience to like you know be putting up boundaries when maybe you need to kind of thing no i i agree um and lying about your age and like all this stuff like there's just such a power imbalance um but that you can really easily get in over your head you know and like at the point where you yeah and like what and with fear like what can you do in that situation like, yeah, and yeah. like that, the obvious isolation was what they were going for with all those lighting techniques and all those mm-hmm. camera techniques as well. Yeah, um, it was very scary. Yeah, um, and you're kind of just happy that it was okay, like mm-hmm. that, that that everything was that she was relatively safe. Yeah, um, at, in the end, even if it wasn't an ideal first time. Yeah, yeah, and then she went to the party after. Um, and the guy, unknowingly, the guy's son, like, threatens her in the kitchen. Um. Yeah. And he was, like, it was interesting because he was like, I know what you are. 
And yeah. I didn't know if it meant to be like he read her as trans or if he was making fun of her for being a loser and not having friends there. I I certainly read it as him like making her out as trans. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was that was the reading I got 100% because it was the only time you've seen any kind of aggression mm. from Jules and and like he's invading her personal space yeah. and all this stuff and and he'd hit on her earlier in the episode yeah. and probably not realizing cuz she was just biking down the street kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um and then she takes the situation into her own hands, grabs a knife, threatens him and cuts herself. So, beginning of a beautiful friendship because outside she's about to bike home and uh zendaya stops out Mm -hmm. oh another great comedic moment was just zendaya seeing all this go down and then being like just this facial expression of oh this chick seems cool so (laughs) good her face we both laughed um when you cut from this super hardcore moment to just like how the cool girl at the party reacts to it just being like oh shit you know huh (laughs) all right yeah and then yeah they uh bike home together and it's beautiful so yeah really wonderful uh and then they just go to you know they decide to take a nap together i guess or whatever and i have an idea what's that let's get high yeah end of episode yeah it went by really quickly it was really fast i don't even remember it was an hour it was an hour runtime that's amazing oh i also really liked back to the beginning um the title card um, so Beyonce's playing and they just leave Euphoria on the screen for longer than you expect. Like now so many, uh, intros are just so quick, like just yeah. getting it so you don't skip it on Netflix. Um, so I liked that they really let it linger. Yeah. But I mean, that's an HBO thing too, right? They, they that's love, true. they love their good title sequences. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, they love them. So yeah. Is there anything else that struck you about the show? Um, also at the beginning, last thing I'll mention, um, was, uh, when her mom is trying to communicate to her that like, it's okay that you have OCD and ADHD and maybe bipolar, like a lot of really smart, famous people do. And she's like, like who? Cut away to Van Gogh shooting himself. Yeah. Van Gogh, Plath with her head in the oven. And then her mom's like, and your fave. Britney Spears and then all that footage of her yeah yeah um that was a really just like an artful sequence yeah you know and us yeah (laughs) fuck yeah and it's like and it's funny the second they showed her counting the lights Mm -hmm. I knew in my you know I was like oh OCD and then they were like she has OCD yeah Good. It was cool, too, how, yeah, she's trying to count the lights and the numbers would show up on them, and then she'd have to start again. And um, it was a neat way of showing what the world looked like to a, like, six-year-old. Six with OCD. With OCD, yeah. Yeah. Well, how about you? Final thoughts? Uh, I, um, there was nothing else. Uh, unfortunately, my pen stopped working around, oh, uh, around, oh, that was the other thing. That conversation between Zendaya and her dealer... Mm-hmm. It was absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. And uh, he's like a total sketchy burnout, but he's also this like weird sage mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. And the fact that he's like, I deal, but I don't want to deal to you anymore because I think mm-hmm. you're a good person. Yeah. I've and seen a lot of people you have die, a real problem. But not like you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's like, fuck. Like it's, yeah, he, I, I, th- I thought he was great. 
Um, and I, I think thought he's that that, gonna be one of the best characters. Totally, yeah. and I thought that that whole conversation, also like the ten-year-old selling dope out of the yeah. liquor aisle, was also hilarious. But yeah, <laughs> but not too consequential. Just I think there for a sight gag and yeah, you know, a, a fun laugh of like him talking oh. the way he does. Yeah, with like face tattoos, it seemed. Yeah. <laughs> So, that was probably the most fantastical thing in the episode, yeah. <laughs> and never mind walking on walls. Yeah, ex- that's exactly mm-hmm. it. The walking on walls felt more believable from a yeah. drug abuser's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you have any predictions? Um, predictions. Um, Jules's dad is not gonna like Rue because she'll get her into drugs. Okay. Um. Nate is going to get more and more angry, um, and uh, his dad is going to get outed, mm-hmm. and that'll lead to a whole lot more violence. Um, and I think that, um, what's the dude, McKay? Um, I think he's going to, um, at one point, like turn his back on his group of guys or get into some kind of violent altercation based on um, the way that they treat women, okay. or he'll give into it. You know? Yeah. I think that that's a really interesting seesaw to watch mm-hmm. is is him, yeah, seeing which direction he's going to go. I actually think that he will is slide into... Being more of a dick? No. You know what? No, I don't. Based on the conversation they had yeah. when they were all pre-gaming, um, I do think that the twins uh, took video of, uh, what's her name, having sex. No. Yeah, you're so right. So that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be on Slut Book or Slut Page or whatever. And she's going to fucking own it. Yeah. I mean. She's going to be like, pay me for nudes. Like, yeah. it'll be totally chill. Oh, also, I think um, someone Rue gives drugs to or does them with is going to OD. And she's going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she'll probably, oh, fuck. Her sister. Her sister is going to start taking mm. drugs and OD and it'll be because of her. Or she'll feel like it'll be because of her. Yeah. Or her mom will, I don't know, go insane. Mm-hmm. Basically, no good shit is going to come from I don't any think of so. this. I don't think anything good's going to happen. I do hope that Jules finds, like... Good, a real strong friend, and uh, maybe they can help pull each other out of any kind of bad times that they're having. Mm. But I don't buy it happening. Not this season. Yeah. Um, maybe next. Maybe next season. I'm really season. curious about what the Israeli version is like. The original? Yeah. Super curious. Yeah. I don't think I'd... Yeah, I, I think I might try to... No, I, I will never watch it. But this is an interesting <laughs> show. Um, do you have... A haiku. You fucking bet I do. That's amazing. Okay. Euphoria is a mad trip, grinder hookup, and high school party. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Down the rabbit hole. Drugs are bad, children. Okay? Zendaya ain't clean. Beautiful. That was another Beautiful. haiku session here at Binge or Bust. Yeah. Um, at Binge or Bust. <laughs> which, 
<laughs> Which brings us to Carly, is it a binge or a bust? I'm obviously fucking binging it. I'm busting I, it. No! <laughs> what? Okay, let me just be excited for another minute first. I'm <laughs> so obviously binging it. I'll probably have it done by next week. Like, it rocked. I loved it. And, like, it was what I want. It's a great show with mm-hmm. fantastic acting, amazing cinematography, fantastic lighting, amazing, amazing score. Uh, standout characters, great writing, but it's not what I want right now, so it's a bust. What? What it's... about later, though? Okay, so maybe it's Just a binge. Just you're not in the mood right now? There's nothing it's... not to like about it. It's... Unless it's too sad. It's really fucking sad. Yeah, and okay, I don't... that's fair. I don't think I'm ready for it. I... <laughs> Go I... watch some more dudes fighting, whatever. <laughs> I will. We'll be here Thank having you. feelings. Yeah. You can go to your corner with your feelings. <laughs> yeah. I'll be over in my corner uh, watching Superman beat the shit out of <laughs> some alien. Okay? <sighs> you happy? Fine. Whatever. I'm going to spoil it all for you. Oh. That's how I feel about it. That'll make me want to watch it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which means it's time for us to let you all know what's happening next week. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and... It's a double zeitgeist. I'm with it. I'm hip. Oh my god. That's right. Next week we're hitting up another zeitgeist show. Uh, This time we're going to be hitting up another brand new show. Um... That is called... I already forgot the name. Carly, you have to help me out here. The Righteous Gemstones. The Righteous Gemstones. The first episode just came out this Sunday. And it is about a a generational... uh, It is a generational story about... Oh, let me just read from the actual Wikipedia. (laughs) It's an American comedy television series created by Danny McBride of Eastbound and Down fame. Uh, that premiered on August 18th on HBO. The series follows a famous yet dysfunctional family of televangelists. It stars uh, McBride, John Goodman, Eddie Patterson, Adam Devine, Cassidy Freeman, Tony Cavallaro, and Tim (laughs) Baltz. Oh, her. And guess what, Carly? What? It's a comedy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm... Something light to cleanse the palate after euphoria. So who knows? Maybe I'll catch some euphoria episodes in prep mm. for this so I can like... Just to level out a bit. Ju- yeah, yeah, just to... Can't just get to... too up. Yeah, right? <laughs> Zendaya taught us that yeah. on this show. You know, she goes into the bathroom, does a little bit of coke after she's already taken some downers. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Couple shots, no big deal. Yeah. Well, on that note... It's once again getting quite warm on this couch in my apartment, my studio apartment. Um, you can follow us at BingerBusPod on Instagram or Twitter, and you can find us on any of your streaming services. Tell a friend that we exist. Uh, we would love to have some more listeners. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to send them to us at BingerBusPod at gmail.com. This week we watched Euphoria. I busted it. Carly binged it. Feeling euphoric. I am not. For Binger Bus Pod, <laughs> I've been Xavier. And this has been Carly. And thanks for listening. Euphoria. 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 Euphoria.